Moncrief on News Talk. My sandwich, you ate my sandwich. Those are the infamous words of Ross Geller in an episode of Friends where someone stole his Thanksgiving leftover sandwich, the infamous, the moist maker. But what's it about? How's it prepared? And how could one sandwich be that delicious? Well, I guess the secret is probably in the title. Here to fill us in on the sandwich, how to recreate it, and also maybe to look at other some festive food things from the movies and TV is Ali Dunworth, who is a food writer and culinary creative. Ali, how are you? Hi, John. How are you? This sandwich, I remember seeing it in an episode of Friends thinking, hmm, is it really that nice? Have you, have you tasted a moist maker? Well, yeah, I have made one. But the funny thing about it is you never actually see it in the show. So we never see it the whole episode. He oh, just yeah. talks about it. And so someone steals a bit of it. Someone steals his sandwich at work and he has meltdown. Red Ross. Yeah. yeah, and the reason he's so upset about it is it's the Thanksgiving leftover sandwich, which is the equivalent of our Stephen's Day sandwich. Yeah. And yeah, the big thing about it is that he, that Monica's made it and she's put the moist maker in the middle, which is a slice of gravy-soaked bread. Mm. It sounds nice now that do you, you think? say it. Yeah, I, I do actually, yeah. Well, I think you get really mixed reactions to it because I was even talking about it the last day to everyone and people are either like, yeah, I've tried it, it's okay, it's great or kind of disgusted by it. Okay. Now, I've done it a couple of times. Okay, so how do you make it? So you're making your normal Stephen's Day sandwich, which do you make one? Yeah, someone does on my behalf. Yeah. Okay, but like, yeah, I make quite a few of them. I... Not, that's not because there's just a division of labour in my house and me going near food isn't a good idea. So, but anyway. Planning ahead, I'm going to make at least two in Stevens's Day. Okay. But I definitely, when this was out, I think me and my sister used to make a big deal out of doing it and we did this a couple of times. And the first time we did it, you just literally making your sandwich. Now, I always have like sliced pan in for the sandwiches. Okay. And I know these days, even if you're like a sourdough house or whatever, when you're making your Christmas sandwich, like you need the sliced pan because you have to get everything in there and it kind of moulds around it yeah. which is usually a bad thing that your bread is kind of elastic. Can I just ask you as a foodie like slice pan I'm, I'm glad to hear you flying the flag for it like it seems to be going out of fashion like hats off to sourdough and all that kind of stuff but you can't oh, beat a slice pan. I'm no? not flying the flag. I no. think you are. You <laughs> I, love slice pans. In, I, it's delicious but like I'm not necessarily going okay. to eat it all the time like okay. we used to but in this circumstance you got to have it because right. you need that elasticity and you kind of have to mould it around the sandwich and it's really good for soaking up right. so you kind of put your leftover gravy into like a flat bowl and soak it and then you just put that in the middle of your sandwich so you're layering it up like you normally would now Ross wouldn't have had ham because you know in America they're just having turkey at yes. Thanksgiving but we're going to have like turkey, ham, stuffing and whatever other leftovers you want and then your moist maker in the middle Okay, so what other leftovers would like be going in there apart from turkey and ham and stuffing? Would you like a lot? Really? Like, yeah. So, like for me with the sandwich, you're planning ahead. So when you're making Christmas dinner, you're yeah. making extra of everything <laughs> for the sandwich. For the sandwiches, okay. and that includes making three different kinds of stuffings. So you have to have the stuffing that's in the turkey. Then my dad makes like a sausage stuffing, and then he makes a vegetarian stuffing, and he makes those in a tray so that you can slice them up real easy to put them in the sandwich in the following days. Wow. Now I'd also put in, we do like a carrot and parsnip dish that I'll put in the sandwich. Um, some people put in their Brussels sprouts. In a I sandwich? Yeah. A Brussels sprouts? Roast potatoes. <laughs> I have a friend, Marcus, who wrote about it for me a few years ago and he makes uh, Dauphin Noirs extra and puts that in a sandwich. So that's why I'm saying you need the sliced pan to get it all in there. And actually the moist maker is not a bad idea because it kind of breaks it all yeah, up in I can, between. I can see the point of it now, yeah. But I have to say, the first time I did it, we did a cold and it does just taste like a cold 
wet piece of bread in the middle of your sandwich. <laughs> so you're better off heating up the gravy and then maybe putting a warm slice in. But actually, my preference is gravy on the side. So okay. don't put the that layer in anymore because you've got so much going on in the sandwich. But if you have a little bit of warm gravy on the side to dip your sandwich in, it's delicious. And does the gravy go on a, another slice of bread in the middle of that? No. No, just no, your moist okay. maker. So that's the okay, that's yeah, the yeah. soaked one. Okay, yeah, yeah. But absolutely. if you don't want to do that, you just put your gravy on, on the, the side, side and dip it in, which is very popular now because I don't know if you've seen all the Christmas sandwiches are starting to come out in the cafes mm. and everyone's got them on Instagram and there's a lot of people that do the gravy dip on the side. I happened to be in a restaurant yesterday and my son, my five-year-old, got sausages and they were chopped up and in a bowl. Okay. I just thought it was bananas. Why? Like, I just, just on a fork with the like. It just seemed really strange to be cutting up a sausage and putting in a one of those little tiny bowls. Well, no. I don't know where you were. It mightn't be. I don't know what your expectation was. <laughs> <laughs> clearly, I had the wrong expectations. Yeah, <laughs> obviously, I'm 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 a different kind of foodie to you. Clearly, <laughs> I'm singing the praises of a slice pan. You're like, ah, let's hold on for a second. Okay, that's the moist maker. Now, you wrote a while ago about some great food in other Christmas movies, uh, and I want to go through some of these. The turkey curry from Bridget Jones's Diary. Well, that's an interesting one because like, it's quite dated now. I don't know if anyone's watched Bridget Jones recently, yeah. but um, I know I did. And I was like, uh, it's, yeah, it's very, very dated. Like in the scene where the turkey curry features, they're all inside smoking. And uh, I think Bridget's very hungover. She has to go to this party. But before that movie, I had never considered turkey curry or I don't think we really had much conversations about turkey curry no. and now at Christmas time it's like in every website in every food magazine everyone's like I don't know how many people actually make it because I'm saving my turkey for my sandwiches yes clearly I'm not making it in a curry no but I do think it's something that I can say we had very little I actually don't even know if we saw it on camera like and it's still very very famous or we saw very little of it and now it's still talked about like Bridget Jones must be nearly 20 years old yeah yeah it, you're right it hasn't aged well turkey curry though is something despite my lack of food wherewithal <laughs> turkey curry is something I've had because it is very easy to do uh, yeah straight after Christmas day if you're not going to make one of these big moist maker sandwiches you know yeah uh, Home Alone then Oh, well, Home Alone's like the classic Christmas movie, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's, and, it's one of the best. And this is definitely a one where we never saw the food. But for me, Home Alone was always about cheese pizza. Mm. And I think like the time it came out in the 90s, like it was just seemed so exotic to be able to order uh, pizza delivery. Yes. Like not, you know, I don't know, maybe a few people that lived right in town might have had that. But most <laughs> of the country, you would never have had a pizza delivered. You might have had Goodfellas from the freezer. Um, and yeah, he it's that famous scene where he orders the pizza and then he says, keep the change, you filthy animal. And I think that like, it's not really Christmassy, but I think when you think of Home Alone as a Christmas movie, yeah. you think about cheese pizza. My nephew, when he first watched it, that was all he wanted to eat for like a year afterwards was <laughs> cheese pizza. He still does. Christopher loves cheese pizza and then in Home Alone 2 you've got when he goes to New York and he has the ice cream sundae oh, which yeah. I think when you're that age when you watch it as well it's like your dream to get room service to get an ice cream sundae like I'd still love to do that Absolutely Listen we're very close to the end but White Christmas Hot Buttered Rum Hot yum, Buttered yum. Rum Like that's a real old school one but Bing Crosby in White Christmas when he's singing the song and he sings Hot Buttered Rum Light on the Butter and like it just sounds warm and Christmassy doesn't it? it It certainly does And it's actually really easy to make and it's delicious and then it gets another shout out in um, Fraser when they talk about it. it's kind of a reference to White Christmas but it's one of those ones that 
you don't really hear about. But if you yeah. watch the movie, it might be in your head then to think, I'm going to try and have one of those at Christmas. Sounds delicious. I can't remember that from White Christmas. I will definitely have to check it out. Fraser do a lot of that, or they used to back in the old series of referencing movies without really saying it very cleverly. You know? Yeah. Uh, although the new season of... Frasier. Have you it's watched it? Deplorable, yeah. I have to say. It's just, you just have a feeling like, what are we, it's like you get back into a romantic relationship and you know what's wrong and you just oh. know, no one should be there, you know. <laughs> but anyway, wrong. I'm digressing. <laughs> Ali Dunworth, food writer, was with us talking about festive food from the movies, which I enjoyed very much and I'm feeling very hungry. Moncrief, weekdays at 2pm on News Talk.